Hello, hello, and welcome to the Today is the Day podcast mini episode number two. Today, we're sharing a clip where we're talking about four factors that can dramatically improve quality of life and a whole bunch of other stuff about maximizing a preventative lifestyle. Now, before we share the clip with you today, I want to invite you to join a live free online workshop that Josh and I are co-hosting coming up on February 17th. It's called Everyday Prevention, and there is a seat with your name on it, and you should be there. Head over to culinarynutrition.com forward slash prevention to grab your free spot and join in on the inspiration. We're going to be cooking. We're going to be sharing great knowledge. You're going to get a handout with all the recipes. It's going to be a lot of fun. Now let's explore these four factors that can improve quality of life and a whole bunch of other little big game changers that improve our prevention power. The four factors that were modifiable or that affected their disability delay. You mean improved quality of life. Exactly. Was their level of fitness. Yeah. Right. So how active they were. Their level of intelligence. So how much they actually stimulated the mind and progressed in terms of their level of knowledge. Their social interactions, who they were communicating with on a daily basis, their family, their friends, and their memory which is interesting. That is interesting. So all of these things, which we all know are preventative and beneficial for a healthy health span, delayed their disability and their degradation and their movement down the slope of health by seven years. Right. So doing things like staying fit and healthy, maybe joining group exercise programs, going for daily walks, intelligence, like taking classes, continuing to learn and exercise the brain being social, having friendships, playing cards, having those groups that you meet up with a couple times a week, and activities that strengthened memory were all part of increasing quality of life. And in this case, for seven years, it extended it by participating in those activities. Yeah. So this is a great recognition of these efforts Yeah, and how you can do little things on a regular basis consistently and actually have a very different trajectory of where your health goes. I think it's really important to acknowledge the value in those efforts because I think that it can be easy to listen to this podcast, take our courses, work with us, and think that you have to do 100 things a day perfectly right for any of this to work. And that's not it. It's putting little drops in throughout the day, ongoing in a way that is enjoyable, sustainable, maintainable, and really feels like the right thing for you, which, you know, it's going to be different for everybody what those key things are. But every effort is worth it. I have a story I want to share, Megan. Tell me your story. Uh, Many years ago, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe about 20 years ago now, I went golfing with my grandfather. Yep. And he took me along with there was two other friends. So we were a foursome and it was me, my grandfather and two of his friends. And much of the time that we were golfing during that day, they were talking about their operations. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember I came home and I, uh, I told my mother about it and she found it quite funny. And then she had relayed that information back to my grandfather and he found it quite funny too, because he didn't even realize what he was doing. But as a youngster, I was seeing this as kind of the norm of that older population. And I think that a lot of the ideas around how our health degrades has actually become the norm and has been accepted. So one of the things I teach in my mental health and neurology course is that when people have quote unquote senior moments, there's even a name for it, they think it's normal. 
but it's not. That's actually a sign that your brain is starting to degenerate. Degenerative disease is not the human condition, but it has become normal and we accept it as normal. And you mentioned your grandfather and he followed that slope where he continued and continued and then suddenly dropped at almost 100 years old. But we'd had brunch with him maybe a month or two before he passed away. And he said he had to leave because he had work to do. And we both looked at each other like he's (laughs) nearly 100 years old. What kind of work did he have to do? But he had this independence and vitality and he was golfing and he was super active up until the natural end came to his life. That's right. And that's the ultimate goal, really. Let's switch gears for a moment and cover the difference between what we call active prevention and passive prevention. Passive prevention is what you can think of as avoiding contact with risk of disease or infection. So currently in this pandemic era, telling people to stay home and wear a mask, all of that will reduce your exposure to the pathogen and reduce risk of catching it, basically. However, it doesn't actively promote health in the body. It doesn't actively make you a stronger, more resilient person should you come into contact. And that's really the difference. When we look at active prevention, it's taking on measures, doing active things to build up the resilience of the body. You know, when I was in high school, there was this experiment we did and they gave us each an egg and they said, you get a certain amount of straws and a certain amount of this particular type of paper. And we want to see if you can prevent that egg from breaking when you drop it from a certain height. So we all broke up into groups and we made these structures and we put the egg in and then we went outside and we went to the second floor and we dropped it from the window. Now, that's my idea when I think about passive prevention. It's like, how can we best protect this raw egg? Right. What we're really passionate about and want to focus on is more of an act of prevention. Hey, let me take this egg home for the day and hard boil it. (laughs) Then let's do the experiment. And in that situation, you're dealing with the root. You're really getting to the core, figuratively and literally speaking, and you're making that egg stronger. Right. And it's not going to be as susceptible to the stressors on the outside. And so when we look at the measures that have been taken in the last year or so, what we've always wondered is, yes, let's take on the public health recommendations, but where is the messaging on how people can prevent getting sick in the first place? Where is the messaging on how people can build up their health to the best of their ability? And where's the support for the most vulnerable to be able to do that? And that's really where that active prevention component has been missing and where we all have such a great opportunity to, you know, build that straw structure around ourselves while also being hard-boiled. <laughs> Imagine if over the past year and a half, there was a focused, powerful campaign to help people work on prevention. Yeah. I mean, this is why Megan and I put together the Vitamin D Hub, vitamindhub.com, is because we saw that there was an opportunity uh, really easily accessible opportunity, which had a big bang for its buck in terms of how it would benefit people's immunity. Right. And ultimately, active prevention and the things you can take on, which we're going to chat about in a moment, is getting to a place where you're no longer fearing the pathogen or the disease. It doesn't mean you're not going to get it, but optimally, it means that you reduce the risk of complications, adverse events, getting this to become a bigger thing than it needs to be. You know, I get colds. I get sick. 
I rest, and I get better. I don't have this great fear that it's going to turn into something else because of active preventative measures that I take. Of course, anything's possible, but again, I'm happy to know that I did everything I could. Thank you as always for listening. We appreciate you so much. And I hope you had a little reminder. You have not yet heard this episode and perhaps it was brand new information for you. If you want to listen to the full episode, you can go to culinarynutrition.com forward slash podcast and choose the episode. What does prevention really mean? The other place I want to invite you to is to head over to culinarynutrition.com forward slash prevention and save your free seat in our upcoming workshop called Everyday Prevention, where Josh and I will be cooking up a storm of good times. And we would love for you to join us in this free online event. See you there.